at all. Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is... Thank you for joining Dead October Paranormal. My name is Joe, a.k.a. Motherfucking Castle Kasia. And then we have uh, Jonathan, the funds boy. Activate cloaking device. And then we have Vincent, the stream. Hey, I don't believe Who it. Who is that handsome devil? It's just me. It's just me. <laughs> the extreme. It's the extreme. Did you, <laughs> nothing like the longest time, dude. <laughs> oh, manly handshake Zoom. I didn't know Eric Clapton sung that song, and I <laughs> like for the longest time, dude. I had no idea what he fucking said in that song. So, like, I would just go, No me, no, show me no, show me no. I would just make my own lyrics. No me, no. But. Before we start this Bat Boy off, I got something I You say Bat Boy? (laughs) I might have. Subliminally. Subliminally. Bat Boy. I got something. That's your new nickname, Bat Boy. Something I got to get. I felt something crawl in my ear. (laughs) I got to get something off my chest. I hope a spider didn't crawl in my ear. No. We're going to have to pee in your ear. I felt something tickle my ear. Your face pubes. We're going to have to pee in your ear. Mm. I got something I got to get off my chest. Shoot. You ready? Was it semen? <laughs> I was not expecting that, but no. <laughs> I was it not hurts. expecting that. I heard so much sense. You're such a dick. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You go ready? Ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. That was funny. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Very good. You ready? Yes. I have <laughs> no, but yes. breaking news that I have to, to tell the world right now. Oh, shit. Fuck the goddamn lake show, brother. The Nuggets are going <laughs> to go to the finals and we're going to win it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. We're in the finals, baby. Lake show went down. Yeah, suck it, lake I show. I posted on Facebook, no go, lake show, maybe next year. Or I call them choke show. No go, choke show. Everybody was like laughing. Dude, for once. Get, we're not little brother anymore. We're right there. We're going to... We just got four games to go, and we're dude. We like I was waiting. Oh, like we were we were trailing the Lakers, and I was waiting for us to just lose that game. And then like the fourth quarter came, and we were just popping off. Like, you know what? I did this. This just popped in my head. You know, we were just talking about off off air. I guess it would be. Uh, That's that game is a microcosm of what we're going through right now. You go through your struggles. You're down 15. You're getting your ass kicked at halftime. You just go in the locker room. Like it's all lost. You regroup. You come out, and all you could do is just keep shooting. Just keep shooting. It'll go in eventually. 
That's what we need to do. Just keep shooting. Dude, just Jokic just shot when they backed him up in the corner. He was backing <laughs> up to him, and he just popped it one, off of one shot. foot. Oh, God. Greatest shot ever. Dude, the, Did you hear the it? one on Anthony Davis where he just bombed it over okay, him and he my, nailed it? Dear, that was great, but the other one. I was, found this kind of sacrilege, but they compared that shot to the helicopter during the, the Super Bowl. Oh, <sighs> it hurt my soul to even think about something comparing to that, but I was like, "Oh, to John Elway, yeah, when John oh, that's Elway way did better. the helicopter." Oh, wait, you can't, you can't compare that because that like, was oh. for that was for the championship. Yeah, that was like this John Elway hitting Shannon Sharp. I hate John Elway and, oh. and uh, and uh, the, the Steelers. Dude, that was I hate John Elway, dude, but like. I, you got to give him that. There was credit, there dude. was on the radio he, and he, on Twitter there was rumblings that he that want, was the Nuggets version of John Elway doing. He that wanted that one, dude. No, Elway like, no, sacrificed everything. The helicopter for that was the fourth <laughs> quarter of the Super Bowl. That was like he not the finals. When, when John Elway got up, his adrenaline was running, and he didn't know where the fuck he was. Like he he was so pumped that he was just yeah, and he was fist pumping and looking around like. Where the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> Half out of it. They just blew they him apart. They fucked him up, dude. <laughs> Fucking six foot some man just get. I would say yes if that was the shot for the championship, and that like we won the championship with that like that in the game. Yeah, I'd say yeah. Nobody no. nobody agreed with it. They brought it up on the radio, and there was a lot of people like, no, no way. It's still the helicopter. It's great, dude. Don't get me wrong. It's great that we made the finals, but we gotta beat the finals. We gotta win. The finals. We got, we made it to the show. Now we got to win. Couldn't even watch the game, man. I had to go to work. I had to go drive. <laughs> I turned it off my phone. Greatest game of my life. I even text you guys. There's no way we're going to sweep them. They're multi-time champions. They're all like, there's, we're going to lose this game. And then I turned my phone on because you said something like, no, it's still we still got hope. And I turned it on and it was down to five. I was like, shit. I turned off my app and went home. <sighs> Grabbed Chinese food, ran home, ran in the door with like four minutes to go and slam my Chinese food. And then down like 21, dude. The last part of that game, I was like, oh, fuck, I feel like I'm going to (laughs) throw up. My chest hurts. Oh, my God. I didn't know if it was nerves. down 21, dude. And then (coughs) came back and tied it. It was back and forth and back and forth. And then normally, like like with normal nuggets, you would get – where we got to um, at towards the end, where it's like thirty seconds left, and we had to get this shot to make it to to beat them. But we would shoot it and miss, and then the Lakers would shoot the shot, and we would lose the game. Yeah. And it was just you had that like because of past pain and all the shit that we've been through yeah. as Nugget fans. We're waiting like, for the that's wheels what you expected. Off. And it, they didn't. They didn't fall off. And you were like, you're Someone watching it, dude. And they're waiting for Carmelo and yeah. Anthony to miss his shot. Oh yeah. And you, they were. Oh, they were and that, that, ass, that asshole retires just magically on the day we're gonna go to the finals. <laughs> what does he want us all to freaking kiss his ass? Like he's talked so much shit about the Nuggets and the Nuggets organization, about George Carl the coach. Yeah. He bashed us. He left us for New York. Kiss my ass. We are never retiring your jersey, Mello. Ever. I don't care if you're second best or third best nugget of all we time. We got a new 15, bruh. Yeah. Well, how are you going to do they that? Show old news. We're not going to do like Manning and Trapuca yeah. on the, at the Broncos Stadium where they have like Trapuca on top Dude, and Manning that was on the like, bottom. As a Nuggets fan, 
I remember when we traded him, dude, I was heartbroken and all the pain that we went because it was one after another. But we got Jamal Murray as a part of that trade. But we lost... But we lo- we lost the Western Conference, and he is not Bubble Murray. We, no we dude, out of out of oh, I love Jamal Murray, out of all the all those Nuggets, dude, I think Birdman was my favorite one. Yeah, I love Birdman. Birdman was fun. But I mean, like, do you remember that dude? Like, we got rid of we got rid of uh, Carmelo, then Chauncey, and then it was like Jr. It was my foot. Uh, Jr. And then we lost Nene to the Wizards. And then it was like just one after another. Then we fired George Carl, and it was just like a heartbreak. We we were like, and then we we hired that idiot of what was his name? The idiot in between uh, Malone and Carl. What was his name? He was a former player, David Shaw. Yeah, or is it David Shaw? Yeah, Brian Shaw or David? Brian? No, was it Brian Shaw? Uh, Anyway, Brian Shaw's a UFC fighter. He sucked so bad. David Shaw. And then we get Fuck that guy. Who cares? Fuck him. And He's not even worth remembering. <laughs> There's a Taco Bell commercial on. Second round of the NBA draft. <laughs> and we draft Nikola Jokic. And you know where he was at when that happened? He was sleeping. We, his brother had to call him. He's like, Jokic, they just drafted you the Nuggets. And he's like, well, I don't, I'm asleep. And he hung up on him. and went back to bed. That's how much Jokic doesn't give a shit. And then they give him the MVP trophy of the Western Conference Finals. She's like, how does this make you feel? And he's like, to be honest with you, it doesn't mean nothing to me. And I'm like, yes. Fuck yeah, man. I love that guy. He's like, he's on our Mount Rushmore of Denver athletes now. He just uh, rocketed to the top. (laughs) The pick that we got from uh, New York that we traded for Carmelo Anthony, we drafted Jamal Murray. Yeah, one of them was Jamal Murray. I love that dude. We're on the precipice. We're right there. So close. Don't rocky us. Don't rocktober us, Nuggets. Please don't rocktober us. That's why I forever hate sweep, the rocky. Sweep, sweep, sweep. I like, love the rocky. Thanks a lot, too, man. They fucking suck. 2007. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is the dude, I just, I can't see Jimmy Butler and the Heat beating us. Oh, you got to be careful that they don't screw it up and lose to the Celtics because they can beat us. They have the horses, man. They got they they're a good team. They can't even handle the heat. I'm hoping, <coughs> but they're an eight seed, dude. I'm hoping, man. Well, no matter what, we got home field so game one. Fuck yeah! I'll get June first. Uh, Ball or they're, arena? They're an eight seed. I'd kill for a ticket, dude. Oh, so oh, God, get this, Odie dude. I, we went through. We Odie went through I, freaking. Uh, Minnesota, we went through fucking uh, the Lakers. We went through the fucking the, the Suns. Suns, dude. Jimmy Butler's going to come into Denver and do shit? Fuck no. Odie, Odie fucking, fuck Odie and I looked at the tickets just for shits and gigs. And we were like, oh, what's what's the, the normal ring and then what's courtside? Guess. Oh, they're probably $50,000 tickets. Oh, dude. Quartered? Courtside was like almost thirty grand, oh. and then just to buy it on Ticketmaster, it was like two thousand dollars in taxes. So you're paying like. But dude, wouldn't it be worth it to go to the first time the Nuggets are in the finals? And then just for the upper bowl, dude, oh, for the upper god. bowl, it was like close to like fifteen hundred a ticket. My god, dude, would that be the? I'd whole rather world? wait till Game Four. <laughs> game Four will be in, in Boston, in Miami. Or Miami. It'll be game five, but game five, yeah. We might sweep. I meant, I meant our game four when we win four. I don't oh, know. I see what you're saying. 
I don't. Uh, the, the, the last time they That's were here exciting. and George Carl was sitting there dude and he's all old and <laughs> frail and I'm like all oh, super Mexican it's exciting it, it <laughs> is exciting I love George Carl man I always have a special place in my heart for George Carl I do too and a little bit of Kmart and Carmelo Nene and uh, Al, uh, what was his name Alfonso, Alfonso Smith Alfonso Ellis no no Alfonso Smith right the Whoopi oh yeah Everybody hated him, and he just kept him around. Kept him around. Uh, no, it was Aflalo. No, it was Aaron Aflalo. It wasn't Aaron Aflalo. No, it, it was the Aaron one. Aflalo. It was the guy who looked like the the comedian from the seventies. Uh, he he looked like him. Uh, now I can't think of the comedian's name. Um, he was Richard good Pryor. though. Yeah, he looked like Richard Fryer. Pryor. Sorry, Fryer. Pryor. That's disrespectful. I got his name wrong. Uh, Anders something A. His last name was A. Anderson or just put the whoopee. <laughs> Shit, I can't think of it. The dude, the old Nuggets. They used to be like so hardcore that they 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 would like start beating up teams and stuff they start awesome. calling us the thuggets the best whoopie whoopie pie in denver i know what's a whoopie pie <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of weird shit came up on mine yeah <laughs> the best whoopie pie in denver alan alan cummings on instinct whoopie yeah let's get that whoopie pie whoopie <laughs> whoopie whoopie hairdo the whoopee. Ooh. P-Hub. The whoopee. <laughs> oh, God. Don't. Don't. Did you ever see that TikTok? That kid, they were doing a, <laughs> they were doing the school talent show, and it was a band, and he's warming up, and he played the, the thing from the P-Hub, the, the theme music, and all the kids went nuts, <laughs> and they kicked him off, and they suspended him for it. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. But, I mean, being a Nuggets fan, you're like, God, past, it's almost like past memory trauma that just like. That's why I cried. It, I cried. I didn't understand how to handle it. I he cried. Was, they were holding the trophy and it said finals with the hat. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I fucking cried, dude. The I, boys are watching me and I had huge tears in my eyes. I was like, I remember when we only won I'm, like 13 games and we should have got LeBron James and we did it. <laughs> And then we got Carmelo, and all of a sudden we were good. And then we got our heart ripped out by Kobe. Oh, time and, just, and time again. <laughs> all, all the, all the, the sadness came out. Oh God, it was like just let it out. No, get they, fat. Just let it out. They were holding the trophy up, dude, and literally uncontrollable tears <laughs> just started coming down my eyes, and I started crying, and I was like wiping away my tears. <laughs> And, like, I looked at Odie, and I was like, I don't even give a shit that you see me crying right now, because you have no idea what this means to me. No, like, man. Oh, dude, Andre Miller. There you go. With Whoopee. The, <laughs> with the Super Bowl, it was like, with Peyton Manning, it was expected. Yeah. You expected Peyton Manning to come here and bring excellence. Yep, there's the whoopee. Yeah, Andre Miller. <laughs> and then, Ever how he talked? He had, like, a real high-pitched voice. With the Avalanche, with the Avalanche, they were... They've reached greatness multiple times. So you, when they won the Stanley Cup, it was like hell yeah, we. They did showed it again. up in Denver, great. Yeah, 
They won the cup that first year. They just showed yeah. up and they're like, boom, cup. Like, whoa, hey, our first first ever championship in Denver. Like, yeah. it was kind of like we didn't know how to take it. It was like, yeah, but we don't know nothing about hockey. <laughs> but then, like, you know, you have the Nuggets who have gone through the ups and downs and trades and losses and mm-hmm. this guy's gone to this team and, and this guy's won a championship uh, supplying the league and, with stars from yeah the Kembe Motombo and we're just like before that it was ups and downs ups and downs dude and we're finally at the precipice of championship and we're like it's right at our grasp and we've never been there before so it's it's on it's unknown unknown ground here on mm. unknown feelings of how to feel you gotta keep shooting. And I promise you, dude, at the Nuggets. What would cause that to move? I don't know. It was moving, and then it stops, and then it moves, and I don't know. I, I noticed what when you get up close to it, right by the bottom of the handle, the rock had worked has worked its way out to the glass. We're talking about a a rock that we took from Bobby <coughs> Mack that's sealed in holy salt and a crucifix, but yeah. the crucifix constantly swings yeah, back swinging. for our trip. Back was so bad that we had to put it in salt. We had to get in the old shit box and <laughs> throw it, engulf it in salt. But, but I mean, let let's go, man. Let's go get that fucking championship. What is it? Eight days away. God dang, man! A whole week. And then there's two, I, I don't two know what days I'm do in between. Myself. In between games, there's two days. Do you even realize the Nugget or the Broncos are in mini camps? Yeah, I didn't even know, dude. I had no idea we were in mini camp. I've been so enthralled with to the be honest Nuggets. With you, I didn't even care. I haven't even. <laughs> yeah, the Broncos is like we cut Brandon McManus. So I was like, shut up! I want to hear about the Nuggets, and it's never been. They were that showing way, the rookies jerseys. I was like, who cares? We're in the playoffs. <laughs> We're about to win the Western Conference Finals. Who gives a shit about the rookies? We're in the playoffs. Dude, I, it's going to be cool because we're going to watch the finals and whatever happens, happens, and all of a sudden, boom, football season. It's just like we go from one to the other. Heron was talking about our uh, our fantasy draft, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Right, right. I, I don't even know who's who and who's on where. and Like everybody on the offseason changed, and it's just it's like, right oh, I know corner. who I'm getting. Russell Wilson. I want no. it. I want it last year. Not not the the big league, but our league. Who won the big us. league? Melissa. Uh, was it? Was it Melissa? Mil- mm-hmm. Yeah. I was. Uh, I got all the way to the semifinals and I lost. But I was undefeated. I'm almost undefeated all season. I was like stud, and then I lost. Pathetically. <sighs> Yeah, but I won our league. I kicked the shit out of everybody in our league. In the dead October league. Oh, fuck, then that reminds me. I need to get our league prepared. Mm -hmm. I I won that bad boy. Tell JP and Gabe to get ready. It's inaugural season. Vinny, champion. And Dean. I got to get Dean ready. (coughs) Our team name is the, the dead. The dead. Oh, Natalie. My sister Natalie was listening to our podcast when we were trying to name our fans. And she said that we should call them old old timers <laughs> because of dead time. <laughs> like old timers, that's good. But I I can't come up with a freaking name to save my life. You can't say deadhead, so we can call call them like <laughs> Joe called that, and we we're like, whoa, hey. <laughs> we, we, you'd have to think something dead. So I was like, we can call them the coffin, coffin. But then, then there's the coffin cats, that fifties band, the like rockabilly band. 
So I was thinking, we can call them the urns. And I was like, no, that's stupid. I was like, what do we go? Ashes? <laughs> There's like literally nothing. It's got to be super catchy. The mausoleums. Dead. The dirt naps. <laughs> that was always going to be one of our band names. We wanted to call ourselves the dirt nap. <laughs> um, That's a hard one. It's almost impossible, dude. I've been mulling it over for like the four the month, and I I can't come up with anything good. The paraholics, but it jumps no. that that's a team. Yeah, that's, that's a team out in Texas. Normal team. Hmm. Shoot us on our our social media yeah. if, you if you have, have any ideas. ideas. It'll have to be something like uh, I know that uh, Lady Gaga. Something fans, with like dead in it or something. They're called the monsters. She calls them her monsters. That's so dumb. It would have to be something like that where we just or like like uh, Lady Gaga's dumb. What's her name? <laughs> just kidding. We're talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> she's the new. Uh, what are what's they, her called? What you is think Taylor? she's going to be good? Harley Quinn. What does Taylor Swift call her fans? The Swifties or the Swifties? Shit? Yeah, I'm a Swiftie. That's dumb. <laughs> now I get the whole semen on the chest thing. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call Billie Eilish's fans? The eyelashes. I don't fucking know. You know, I didn't even know they had a name for him. <laughs> I always, every time I seen when she first didn't came you see on, her in concert? She, I thought she was Billie Eilish. Yeah. I went, I went and saw Billie Eilish in concert, and I was all excited. Because <laughs> oh, I, 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 don't give a fuck. I, I like her. She I like is, Billie Eilish. She is sneaky hot. And oh well, my god, I seen this picture of her the other day. I was like, holy crap! I never realized her eyes were that beautiful. We went, we well, we went to go see it, and it was like all Jesus, like man. like tweens and stuff, and. Like, it was kind of cool because I took Odie with me and, like, I was able to kind of pawn it off that we were there for her. <laughs> and Odie went to go see it, but really we were there I'm for me. Hu- I'm a huge Billie Eilish fan. And, like, her. I was so... Her voice is so... I was so nervous, like, just being around all those teenagers. I was just like, fuck, I hate this. And I wanted to record one of my favorite songs, dude, but I didn't because I, did, I, like, felt like I was going to be a weirdo just, like, recording. Why and not? I was just like, the- dude, because it was all, like, teenagers. She has older then, friends too. Then they fucking they dude all those girls when she, they I can't even explain it to you. I don't even know how to, when they screamed, screamed, scream, scrammed. No, it's not scrammed. <laughs> they screamed when they started screaming. When they would scream, dude, it's so cold in here. My nips are hard. When they would scream, dude, it was so. I've never been to a concert where it was so ear piercing that like, <laughs> my eyes and my brain literally like went into convulsion, and I was just like, oh, and I had to plug my ears but when, because it was so like I felt so bad, dude, when we went to go it was see so the killers. High. Like, it was like oh. Annabelle was so excited that they were on that she was screaming, so, ah! and I had to tell her like, hey, dude, you can't scream like that here. Yeah, I know you're excited, but you can't scream here. And she like, she just looks so crushed, dude. Like she just wanted to enjoy the show, because all the people the, there was like these two chicks that were sitting next to us, and oh, the killers. They were like, oh, like, and I was like, hey, dude, you can't scream like that here. 
And she was just like all crushed. Like, oh. The Beatles. Uh, it they, was her first concert, so she didn't know. I think it was Shea, when the Beatles played Shea Stadium in New York for the first time. The girls were screaming so loud that they couldn't even hear each other. They couldn't hear what they were playing. And that's why they invented like huge stadium sound system because a, of the Beatles. It was they a, couldn't hear a it. deafening fucking sound, dude. Like that, I, they stopped touring because of it because they couldn't hear each my, other. My brain literally was about to explode. It was like, <laughs> well, you're talking about what a hundred thousand uh, girls screaming? Maybe not a hundred thousand. Maybe oh, dude, 80? But you have to think though, Billy. Uh, not. Any comparison on who's Dude, better? Can you imagine? But you'd have to Ooh. think the stadium, <coughs> a the Beatles concert, at, <coughs> the stadiums yeah. that Billie Eilish is playing compared to when the Beatles used to play. Yeah, they're twice as big as when the Beatles used to play. So the Beatles, their yeah. stadiums were a lot smaller and enclosed. So I mean, I can understand how it sounds loud, but the stadiums now they want to fill fill the room so there is twice as yeah. many seats the technology had to catch up to them yeah because they were just they couldn't they couldn't well, tour they, pl- they played big ass no like there was w- no wimbledon in- and shit yeah but there was no in-air monitors or anything back yeah. then like so now you have in-air when monitors, you have an you ear, everything an ear thing do you hear like the you, song playing yeah you hear what you want you tell them what you want to hear you tell them i don't want no bass i want lead guitar and kick drum only or I want the whole kit, the whole drum kit, the bass, and the rhythm guitar. No lead. And then they they mix it, and you have your own individual for yourself. Mm-hmm. Each person in the band has their own uh, monitor guy, and they know exactly what the settings are. They want this much bass, this much treble. They want this, mm-hmm. not this. So they have their own mixologist that will go to the board, and they have a board, I think, specific for them. And they mix it up however you want it. That's how, like Metallica could play in the round, like those the newer uh, tours they were on in Europe. They have that round stadium, and there's no amps. All the amps are underneath. That's why they can hear each other is because of the inner monitors. But sometimes when they talk, there's a feedback, or it's a delay. So when they're talking, it sounds like they're drunk because they're talking real slow because there's a bit of Kinda a delay. like when we sound on our podcast yeah. and I listen to it, we're like, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. sounds cool. Sometimes yeah. if there's a delay, you, it messes <laughs> with you. And, and you. So those guys, they get paid thousands of dollars to make sure that there's not a delay and that everything is in sync or else everything will be off. Because yeah. when you play in huge arenas like that, like when – Vanadium never played anything huge, but we did play a couple theaters. <laughs> and when you got to certain theaters, you couldn't hear each other. And we didn't have in-ear monitors. So I couldn't hear. I could hear Eric because the monitors were right here. So when we never did a sound check because we weren't the the lead band. So we just went up there, plugged in, and played. So as a bass player, I would put my foot up on the drum riser and I would go based off the uh, Dennis's uh, bass drum. So every time the drum would kick, I knew exactly what time we were in the timing. I used it as a metronome. But there's a majority of our shows that we played that I couldn't hear myself. I couldn't hear Eric. I couldn't hear anything else. It was just like, because it was just bouncing off everything. And all the speakers are faced out. So whatever comes out of the speaker, it hits the back wall and comes back at you. But it's in a delay. So you're way lost. So that was always my trick is I would either fill the ba- my base in the floor 
Or I'd go put my foot up on the drum. And you'll see bands do that every once in a while when their in-ears mess up. They'll just go put their foot on the drum riser. There's a... And you can keep perfect timing by that. That's just... There's kind of a funny story because I, I, I have this thing where I either get a guitar pick from the band at the concerts or I either buy a t-shirt. So it's like one of my things. I always buy a t-shirt at the concert. And we, when we were at Billie Eilish, it, the girl was like, oh, what size do you need? Like a, a, a large or a medium? And I was like, no, I need like a 2X. <laughs> you have like a man shirt? <laughs> I bought it, dude. And it's a 2X, but it's a women's 2X. <laughs> and I put, I put it on, dude, and it was like a belly shirt. And my belly button was sticking out of the back. <laughs> <laughs> we need a poo shirt. Here, it's, Billy, it's a 2X, 2X Billy Eilish <coughs> here, I got, It's like my belly sticks out of the bottom just like. Why do you think that certain people get locked into <laughs> their Like only certain people like them And if you're like kind of an outsider they You feel weird about it I don't Because I, I like Billy Eilish too If the tickets weren't so expensive I would have wouldn't seen it There's a couple bands that I feel like that Like where I feel like I shouldn't like, like, I wouldn't, dude. I love, dude. I love Avril Lavigne. I, I would go. I'd pay to go see her show. I'd buy a shirt. Yeah. Like, she's been, been a part of our lives since yeah, we but were young. Her fans are like your age, so it, it, you'd feel comfortable. Yeah, but they expect like it's already. mostly like girls, not like dudes with tattoos and. Pure- <sighs> Te- we technical big feet. No. I don't know. We've, we've the demons and devils yanked the cord out. The TV just turned on our last podcast yeah. out of nowhere. And then my crutch, dude, I swear to God, I didn't touch it. I put my crutch against my the foot wall was right here and hit me in the head. I felt like I went deaf for a second. I was all talking and you could hear I was saying like saving at, Private Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That guy picks up his arm. I'm dragging it away. But uh, um, dude, I swear, look, this is where my foot was. I wouldn't pick up my arm. Why? Would you? I would. I don't know. You can't put <laughs> it back on. You're in the middle of getting your arm. Would you try to keep like, it as a memento? It's mine. <laughs> I grew it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd oh, hold on my to mama it. gave me this. <laughs> but, you know how many times I jacked off with this hand? Just kidding, I shouldn't say that. You're all sitting there like slapping the dude next to you. Guess how many times I jacked off with it. Like if you if your <laughs> dick got shot off, well, you wouldn't pick it up. I don't think if you're in that <laughs> you much just, pain you would just leave your dick on a beach? Dude, you're getting <laughs> shot at by Germans. I think the last thing on your mind is a picking up whatever appendage you lost. You <laughs> Yeah. You're just trying to survive. Oh, wait, guys, hold on. Hey, stop shooting. I lost my foot. Let me find my foot. That's not my foot. Oh, That's somebody God. else's foot. I wear a size 12. You don't good. have time I'm to just think about it. In a scenario, if you got your dick shot off, you wouldn't pick it up. You no, everything like- is so bloody, and they, probably you have so much adrenaline, you don't even realize it's gone until you look down and you're like, They oh, sound shit. like real assholes right now. <laughs> I'm not saying in war. I'm saying just in general. In what situation would you get your pee-pee cut off? I'll say you're cleaning your gun. <laughs> oh, then it's it's toast, dude. The bullet's gonna just you you shoot it at the base and it just rolls down your. Do leg. you remember the scene? 
I, I picture it like this. You remember the scene in Boondock Saints when they shoot the cat and it's painted all over the wall? It probably looks something like that. It wouldn't be like 21 Jump Street where the dude's trying to pick it up with his No. Ball. If you're cleaning your shotgun and it just happens to go off. <laughs> that reminds me. When uh when that I was watching Seinfeld and that chick was heckling Jerry, so he went to the work to heckle her, and she got her pinky toe cut off by the bus. So Kramer ran out there and grabbed it, and he was driving the bus, and he was like, and he's telling the story, and he's like, and I'm driving the bus, and I have the bus, and George is like, you're like Batman. He goes, not I'm not even done. And he goes, everybody kept ringing the bell, and I kept stopping, and I was fighting all these people up. <laughs> Jerry's like, you made all the stops? And he's like, yeah, Jerry, I, I just kept going. And he, he's like, it's safe to say that the little piggy is at the end of the row. And him and George are sitting there like, <laughs> they're like in awe. It's like the best thing ever that like Kramer saved her toe, and he was making all the stops. And a guy pulled a gun on him, and he was fighting him off. George is like, you're like Batman. <laughs> Oh, shit. I just love Seinfeld. Dude, it's got to be like one of the funniest fucking shows of all time. Because it's funny because it's one of those scenes where it's just... Oh, hey. like, and then all of a sudden, Kramer kicks it into high gear, and it's like George and... The most pointless scene could take off and run with it. George and Jerry knew what he was doing, so they went along with it, and all of a sudden, they're sitting there like, oh, my God. I was telling Odie about the, the episode where Kramer is filling in at the Tony's, when he wins the Tony, and uh, <laughs> he he's supposed to be a seat filler, and he's uh, has the turkey jerky, and he asks the lady next to next to her, and he's like, "You want some turkey jerky?" And she's like, "No," <laughs> and he's like, "You're lost," and he takes a bite and punches the dude in the back of the head. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he punches the dude in the back of the head, and then the guy turns around and looks at him, and he's pointing at the chick. And he's just like, <laughs> Genius writers, dude. Yeah. What's the guy, the creator? What's his name? The old, the old bald dude. Mm. Oh, dude, he's just a, a genius. He Every, did curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, dude. Uh, just like what, like what genius? Yeah. And it would have never. It had to be a TV show. It would have never been a good movie. They're too short. Like it would have been a, a lot good of storytelling and. Things, things that would happen to have happen you, later that like it's like. Oh. Do you think like Ace Ventura or Dumb and Dumber would have been better TV shows than a movie? No, Dumb and Dumber is a great movie. <laughs> Dude, I watched the second one and it's so stupid. Those aren't even them in the second Dumb one. Dumb and right? Dumber Two. It's them. It's them. Like he he fakes he fakes being like mentally ill for like the twenty years. The one where they're in the short bus. I thought it they're was funny though. No, oh, that's the the one where they're younger. That's not them. That's dumb and dumb. Er. Yeah. Oh, okay. But when he yanks on his catheter and he falls out the wheelchair. <laughs> Oof. Oh, just a thought of that, dude. And he he tells the gardener guys, "Hey, boys, come over here and help me." And they start yanking at it, and Jim Carrey's like, "Oh." <laughs> That that grosses me out. That that makes me cringe more than getting it shot off. Like pull on your <clears throat> and then their cat gets all cracked up because Harry's got like a a drug dealer Dude, ba- uh, roommate. I've never seen that one. No, no. And then like the the little blind kid uh, that the has pretty, Petey, Pretty Bird. He has like a bunch of rare birds, 
And the cat gets all methed out because the oh, the God. dude living with Harry is a meth dealer. They're in the same house. So he eats the meth and then he sneaks into the the birds or that dude's house, and he eats all the birds. Dude, that's what we should do in here. We should start a worm farm. Have a big old <laughs> a tray aquarium and have a worm farm. <laughs> that would make us look like psychos. <laughs> I want a worm farm. Like psycho. I've always wanted, ever since I was a little kid, a huge ant farm. I love ants, dude. I think they're Everybody full. would walk in and see our big ass ant farm. I would have a massive ant farm if I could. I think could. we're like freaking uh silence of the lambs or some shit. I should have went to school to study ants. Love ants. Everything about ants is just. Joe, cool. didn't you say you had like a, a paranormal experience just recently at your house? Getting back to the paranormal. Back to the paranormal. I'm gonna slow down a little bit. I was just thinking about it, and I wanted to hear the story. Slow down. <coughs> so the house has been pretty active for the last couple of days because our house flooded. If Juicy Jay can keep all his juices inside, I can't. My lungs are hurting today, dude. Um. We, our basement flooded, so we had to we had to demolish the, all the rugs and the carpet, like the padding and all that shit. The basement. The, like we had to t- rip out drywall and wainscoting and all that shit. So like we, um, so everything's kind of like the activity in the house has been super active. Was it wainscoting or wainscoting? Wainscoting. I don't know wainscoting. I was watching a design show the other day, and she said wainscoting. It might be wainscoting. Are you watching a design show? Dude, I watch it, uh, HGTV. <laughs> I love it. I love design shows and they're rebuilding houses and the one with the twin brothers and they're like helping stars give back to the people who helped them make it like Terry Crews did some dude's backyard and uh, Drew Barrymore did her best friend's kitchen. They just like went in. Or, anyway, sorry. <laughs> HGTV people watch it. Awesome. That's cute. But they um There's this couple in Tennessee. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you about all the shows. I know every single show on there. Go ahead. Joke. So like last night we we were sleeping on the couch, <laughs> Melissa and I, because our rooms our rooms all fucked up. So we like uh we have to sleep you on like the couch till we get I our like room. HGTV. Um and like fucking I was sleeping towards my face was against the wall. And I flipped around and I saw a little kid wearing like, I what was it? What would you say? Period clothing? Nineteen thirties style. Like nineteen? No, not even. You like know, nineteen twelve. When you just so described it to me, I it like a little the little boys that sit on the corner of the thing selling newspapers. Yeah, with the little shorts and the little hat yeah. and like a button up, and he was sitting on the couch and he was looking at Melissa, and he he just looked peaceful. And then I was like, like, and he was glowing, like he, like something out of Ghostbusters. And I was looking at him and like, I was like, kind of like in disbelief. And I was like, I said to myself, I was like, what the fuck? And he looked at me and he goes like that. And he took a gasp and he was gone like instantly. And then like all day today, dude, paranormal things have been happening around the house. I was working in my office, and I could hear pencils being thrown across the room. And then I went into my bedroom, and there was colored pencils all over the floor. It's Your house is nuts. But that's the one ghost that you have seen that you've seen repeatedly, right? You've seen him in the backyard? Yeah. 
What was we were doing something big that day? <coughs> what was it? We were going on an investigation or something when you seen him? Something. I don't remember. Okay. But the TV just turned on by itself and like uh like Daisy's picture got ripped off the wall. Oh in yeah, room. she told us about that earlier uh, when we got here. The the it's just been super active, dude. And you know what I was thinking? It's it's kind of hard not to like, like where you kind of come to a point where is it really your emotions that you're feeling when you're pissed off or angry or sad or like just tired. Like, is, am I tired because, like, my energy is getting sucked out of my asshole? I don't know about that. Do you think something's, like, feeding off of us and we're just tired? Because, dude, there's days where I'm just so fucking tired that I just can't get up. I think a lot of what we do and a lot of what we deal with is, is mental. Uh, it's like a, it's, it's like a battle between yourself and your own head. Like... Like you've you've heard that theory when you're tired and you wake up and you're tired and you tell yourself that you had a, a great night's sleep that it increases your energy and it, you could trick your body into thinking you had a great night's sleep. Like dude, I, like I I sleep like ass all the time. I think there's a lot of psychology involved in what we do and I think we need to start exploring that more, the psychology part of things like the body, uh the biology of what's going on. Are we really a battery? If we are, like a lot of people say that we're a battery, we're energy, and we give off energy, your aura, you see, I think we need to learn a little bit, like, not so much in the, oh, this crystal does this, this crystal gives you this kind of aura, not that far, but we need to dabble in that, maybe that's something I can do, because I've always been interested in it, I've always been interested in meditation and stuff like that, like, I think we need to look into more of that stuff, because I think that has a lot lot to do with what... Like the energy in the house. It feeds off the energy in the house. If you guys are... The house is like fighting and everything's going crazy. And like now, you've seen the little kid. You're tearing apart your basement. You're doing remodeling. Ghosts hate that. The the spirits hate that. Every time that you would ever watch Ghost Hunters or Ghost Adventures, first thing they ask, did you do any reservation or renovations recently? And almost... Seven times out of ten, they're like, yeah, we just redid our basement, or we just redid our our upstairs. So I have, like, a weird thought to kind of add to that. Would you think, so you say, like, humans are kind of like batteries and stuff when we give off energy. Mm -hmm. Who's to say the Earth, the Earth itself doesn't give off, like, bursts of energy? Exactly. And, like, that's what causes paranormal activity, like poltergeist, or like you remember see our first a chair, a chair knockover, and it was just a burst of energy. Our, our first, Earth, our first episode was not paranormal. Was the stone tape theory? That's that's what that whole theory is about. Is about uh, certain places in the Earth giving off energy, um, like being almost like a recorder, and it records history, the residual uh, hauntings. Uh, depends on what, like, ley lines. I want to learn a lot about ley lines. I've seen something today about it, about this town in, it's in California, but it's called Little Arizona or something Arizona, but it's in California, and it's right on the border, and that's where all these ley lines intersect, and they have all these weird structures. They have pyramids out there and all kinds of stuff. They have this stone that you stand on, and you say this, like, thing, this, this chant, and it's supposed to give you energy and like instant energy and stuff. I want to learn about that. But I, I think we need to 
we've learned all we can about the spirit itself like what kind of haunting what kind of demonic haunting we've we've done our due diligence on that i think we need to go outside of that and and think about these kind of things and learn about your aura what um different auras what you give off the vibrations you give off like everything's a vibration and that's touching into science too that's not just mystics and and occult shit that that touches on scientific theory like the the two slit theory and all that kind of stuff the uh string theory like don't say it i know you're gonna say it (laughs) but i i I think we need to broaden our knowledge it's not necessarily paranormal it could be in the occult did you say it's a theory the two slit theory oh no it's an experiment children and work with children i don't don't know what the two slit theory is it's saying that uh the uh, molecules act as a wave but when they're when they're observed and when they know they're being observed they act as uh, not as a wave but as uh, like sporadic they act like there's no so it's like an intelligent reaction exactly and that's what that that theory gives credence to that we're in the matrix that we're in a simulation because hmm. it'll only act a certain way it's a random one way it's random as soon as you put any kind of anything watching it it's all it's it's a wave i think that's the scientific word for vianas it uh so so in the theory there's this and they'll shoot energy at it and right behind it, it'll look just like the beer bottle. It'll mirror exactly what the beer bottle looks like. So they do too, and they shoot waves at it from either side, and it does it, but it's distorted. It's just like the whole thing gets uh, gets um, lit up. But when you put a something to observe it, it acts, and it's just two beer bottles. So the shapes of beer bottles so there's random and there's not random when it's watched it's either random or not random i I don't remember how it goes but as soon as you observe it it changes and then there's the theory that an atom acts a certain way here and way on the other side of the universe that same atom they're like mirrored images of each other what one does the other does and there could be thousands and thousands. That's kind of like, I think that's what... Like the multi-dimension? I, I think that's what quantum computing is kind of about. That when you do one ad, something to one atom on one side of the universe, it automatically happens on the other side. And they don't know why, how they're connected, what's connected. And I think that's what the basis of quantum computing is. It's like the atoms. But the problem with quantum computing is that it's got to be at like 30... 30 degrees below zero and that it's got to be completely stable any shake or vibration messes up that's god how it's doing <laughs> that's god baby. and the only reason i know this is because i just listened to michio kaku on freaking rogan who was talking about it. he wrote a whole book about it and he he explains it in a way like a dullard like me can get it i can understand it so praise but god you know i think we need to get a little little more into the scientific side of things for us to, i think for us to be taken seriously by the scientific community, we have to kind of we have to learn what they know. We have to we can't just blindly but say, that's "Well, the hard part. we know." We're not we're not like like college scholars. We're no. so it, it would be hard to 
have somebody accept the credibility of us to yeah. explain that and, and them. like i i'm trying to explain these things to you and i probably messed it up and fucked it up it's just what i've what i've learned and what i because i kind of tried a little while ago to learn about this stuff i bought a book on einstein's uh, relativity and the theory of everything uh by uh what's the guy the wheelchair guy Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the robot voice. Nee, nee, nee. But yeah, I I've read both those books. I've listened to both of them. But uh, that's how he sounds. He sounds like a robot. <laughs> uh, is that, but does I, it strike? <laughs> I think because we're we're in this environment and there's not really much known about the paranormal. There's got to be a reason why these are happening. There's a reason why one group goes in. And experiences ten things, and another group could go in more or less people and get nothing. Like, why is that? What what's going on there? Why could we go to Sally House one time and experience the way what we experienced, and then we go back and the next time we go, it's like demonic as all hell. Like, what happened to the first time when we went and we were sleeping <coughs> downstairs but, but and we places, slept like a rock? Yeah, but with those places, dude, you have so many people going in and out of them. <coughs> And doing different investigations in different ways, and that also believe believe different religions or believe different seances or whatever, and they're they're doing drastic things just to get a, a rise out of whatever's on the other side. So they these random people are. It's like almost like like walking into a McDonald's or walking into a gas station and just experiencing somebody's life. You never know who, what you're going to get when you go to these places because we go and we do like a normal investigation where we're just like trying to figure out what's going on there. And then the next, the person just before us went there and did like this whole satanic ritual and played with the Ouija board and sacrificed something. You just never know. So, I mean, it's hard to say like when you go to the, like those type of places what you're going to get. It just becomes like a, how would you say, a Russian roulette of who's who. Yeah. You're like, it's almost like you're walking into a powder keg. Like, like, yeah, you never know. <laughs> to be honest, you know, I don't really think, it, it. I think hauntings are possible, but I, I think that like, a lot of it is summoned. I think a lot of the time that you can, just by saying or doing something, can summon, summon, some summon, summon something, but it, or add on to the haunting. I think there's a lot of stuff you, added you on. You think to, that people have a lot to do with what's going on? Due due to personal experience, I think my house was haunted. But I think doing what we do adds to it. It's kind of like adding gasoline to the fire. Okay. The thing about the two atoms, vast spaces in between, is quantum entanglement. I couldn't think of what it was. So if you ever want to go back, I just had to correct myself. So you think that, let's say that your house, was haunted, that? Your house was haunted before you moved in here. 
What happened if somebody who doesn't do what we do moved in here? Do you think the haunting would have stayed the same, intensified, or just been null and void? If we didn't, like, if we didn't live here? Yeah. Like, if you moved into a different house and uh, Family B moved in here and they don't list, they're, like, scientific, they don't believe in the paranormal at all, they, they're just, they, they want something that, there's an explanation to everything. I think their life would be just as shitty as ours. <laughs> You don't think that by them not lending any credence, any uh, thought, second thought to what's going on in the house, that the haunting could stop? No. It would be non-existent? Like a tree falling in the woods, (coughs) do you hear it? Well, if nobody's here to hear it. Just by talking to the neighbors, that they they experience activity too? Like as much as you or... If I'd say if so, if not less. Okay, let's let's say like we've heard in the past that you act as some kind of a that there's individuals that act like some kind of a a beacon. Do you think that's true? I think so. And and just being here at this house intensifies that. I don't know. That's a tough question. Like taking you from your house and taking you and putting you inside of Bobby Mackey's. Because it seems like what? Do you what, think everywhere? that brings out that haunting anymore because it can feel that you are sensitive? Feel a haunting elsewhere? Maybe. I think there's a haunt. We're like connected some to kind this. Of a network. We're more so connected to the spiritual world than others. I think you two are. I don't. I. I really don't think our whole I life, have. dude. We lived in haunted locations. I. Th- I think you two have an extra sense that I don't. When have. when we lived in Commerce City, dude, at Leonard's house, dude, we were. I was like, I was seeing shit all the fucking time. Okay. And like it scared the as shit out of me. As long as I've known you two, even when you were and then little, when we lived in Wheat Ridge, dude, that that shadow figure attacked me on the bed. And yeah. then when I jumped off after I prayed, and I ran to my mom's room, dude, and the bathroom, the lights went on, the fucking uh, the sink turned on, the sh- the shower turned on, the toilet flushed, the hair dryer went on, all at once, everything was all. Vroom. And you can hear everything. And I ran to my mom's room and I was pounding on the door. I was like, wake the fuck up. <laughs> Where were you at this time? I was sleeping. <laughs> you just yeah, I just woke you? up and my mom was like blessing the room and throwing holy water on me. <laughs> throwing Like doing crosses of holy water and praying. And she was dousing me with holy water. And... But you could feel it, dude. When you walked into that room, it was like just energetic. I can. <clears throat> I think that you guys have a gift that I don't have, but I. I think I do. Mine is more like when I walk into a room, I can feel like if there was just an argument, you could feel like the the energy in the room is heavy. Mm-hmm. Or I could read people really well, like individuals. Like I can kind of sense if something's going on with them. Like, hey, are you okay? You all right? I have that. Kind of a little bit, not a lot. Like it's not like really like oh my god, you just got into a fight. It's not <laughs> strong, but sometimes it it'll hit you like a ton of bricks, and you're like, man, this person's really suffering. But do you think because of that extra sense that you intensify the haunting at your house? I would say so. I think we don't we don't take anything less from it. I think we completely add to it. What about like? Me and John. John's lived at his house for, what, five years? 
I've been at my house for three and a half, going on four. I when I first lived there, I lived there by myself, and I never heard seen anything. But as of lately, there's a couple instances where I was like, "Huh, that's weird," because nothing's ever happened there before. Same with John; he's never felt anything when he first moved in there, and then all of a sudden he's getting pinched on the ass in the bathroom. Like, do you think that we bring what what we do home? I've even had like I think so. I'd say that firsthand. Like we, things would happen, or and like my. My Elvis music box was playing in the middle of the night when I haven't touched that thing in like six months. Yeah. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, it starts playing, and I think it's my phone alarm, and I'm looking for my phone, and I realize it's playing Love Me Tender, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I look, and I'm like, oh, that's my fucking music box. What the hell? Or like, for instance, Odie had her sister over, and she said she saw my action figures levitate off the table and fall. Uh Uh-huh. Or, I don't know. I do, you, do you think that there was some form of haunting at your house before you got there? And no. it's just what you do? It was it was like there? a tax building that they, like, renovated into, like, a house. Well, it's not so much the building. It's, like, the land that you live on. Like, at mm, one, dude, at one point, there was, so. there was nothing here. I mean, I these were all empty fields. That's why I think why, Job, I, you're drawn to... Uh, hills like as as a person you're drawn people I was are like i am i was like no, no not really <laughs> you're drawn you're drawn to high places so you can see you're drawn to water you're drawn to certain things because our ancestors were i believe they were drawn and i believe that we have memory in our dna of what happened in the past so let's say that this area in colorado was just filled and we're at the base your your house is at the base of a huge hill like, do you think that there was some kind of burial ground or something here? Like, do you think that could add to it? I don't know. Was, uh, unnamed medium said that there was, like, thousands of people buried in our yard. Yeah. I guess yard, but, like, neighborhood. Yeah. So, so, so it that, could be possible. That to, like, an ancient burial that ground. That our house, that there's just, it's like a train station. I could, you could see, like, it's a natural, like, the hill that you live on is a natural uh, monument. Like, it, it had always been here. For as long as the earth has been here, there's always been a hill here. So. You can see, like, Denver. You can see over Westminster. You could see everything. And it's a big hill, and you yeah. can see it from a, You could see that castle that sits and at the very top. And maybe even the highway creates energy. You could see the castle for a long ways. And then, like, if you're a fan of Supernatural, you know that the rail, the railroads, they use the railroads to insert yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have a railroad just down the street. All that energy just turns into, I, I think all those things turn into energy, and it kind of just accumulates. I, I'm curious to see on, like, you know, like, the whole neighborhood, if certain people are experiencing anything, and... They just don't know who to turn to. Like, can they turn to us and say, like, you know, like they're two houses down and they're experiencing demonic activity or some shit like that? Yeah. <clears throat> like, can they? Like, it makes me curious. Like, what if they're experiencing that shit, dude? And there's people that can help them two houses down. Well, it was. It they, was. They don't know what to do. We had an event here. 
and there was lights on the house and light and we were walking up and everybody was like hey what's going on over there and i'm like yeah can't really say any much of anything do you think once that event comes to i have to speak very vaguely once that event comes to fruition do you think that that'll open up a dialogue with you and your other neighbors maybe because i mean there was a whole production crew here so i'm assuming that they're the whole neighborhood was pretty curious <coughs> on what the hell was going on. I had one of the neighbors ask me when I was walking up what's going on over there, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> None of your business, man. <laughs> I don't even know you. But I, I think as as a neighbor, that could be something that's, that you could use that as a tool to, to find out, like, hey, what's going on at your house? Like, our, all of our neighbors think our house is, like, the craziest house on the block, dude, because shit's always <laughs> happening. <laughs> Huh? It's a good thing I'm buzzed. I'm not feeling the pain. I can feel it, but I don't feel it. What? It's only 30 minutes. No, we're at an hour. It's because it got unplugged. Mm. We were at 40 minutes. When I forgot it got, it got unplugged. That was weird. I was just, well, the last podcast we were doing on the TV turned on. Yeah. Dude, I swear. This I didn't one got touch unplugged. Job seen. A little boy sitting on the couch. It's it's got to be because you're tearing up the basement, man. Now is when we should do an investigation. It's not moving now. No, that thing's weird, dude. It'll sway swaying back and forth all night. <laughs> well, I was telling Job when I first I was the first one to come in the studio. I opened the door, and the way the painting is sitting of the nun, I was like, "Oh shit!" It looked like it turned and looked at me. I was like, "Oh god!" Uh, speaking, <laughs> I was of like, that "I movie, created that thing, and it still scares the shit out of me." Watch that movie, The Nun, and that movie just sucks balls. No, they should have so left hard. it alone. It's scary. They just left it at the Conjuring because the, yeah, the nun that's sucks. Scary. The, Dude, the, the, the Insidious movies are awesome. Yeah. Patrick Wilson's such a dish. You know? Oh, my God. I was watching... <laughs> I watched, dish best served. watched The Conjuring. <laughs> the first Conjuring by I myself. I my apple pie off that dish. Just I, I, God, dude, shut up. <laughs> now you're the one wiping <laughs> off your chest. Good God. I uh, was watching The Conjuring by myself, too, and I forgot how scary that movie is. Like there's parts and I was like jump, <laughs> like jumping and I was like yeah. oh, fuck. Where she's like Pachiba! I forgot, I, no, forgot no. I forgot when the woman was on top of the the oh, the, like the armoire yeah whatever it was the night the night thing oh, God. and she like oh, like, like looks spider. up and she was like jumps on her all crazy and I was like oh, oh. Her, her yellow ass eyes that's so it. scary or when she if throws up remember, blood in her dude, mouth none of that fucking happened the the movie was all bullshit yeah yeah. Because Ed and Lorraine Warren, when they went to go help the Perrin family, the dad actually got pissed off when they were doing a seance, dude, and punched punched uh, Ed Warren in the face and kicked their uh, kicked him out. And then they had to go get him because shit got so intense, the wife went and got him, huh? I don't, I don't remember that part. Or and then that the, part. the whole thing started with a Ouija board, though, right? Yeah, and that they were like... Like they didn't even finish the job. They didn't finish the cleansing of the house because the dad punched Ed in the face and kicked their ass. Wasn't out. there a dead in the in the book? There was dead animals raining on the house, like birds and shit. I, I don't if remember, I remember that from part. the book that 
They were rain. There was dead animals raining on the house, and they were coming in through the chimney, and land in like coming into the house. They had everything boarded up. Maybe that was a different story, but there's like when I dude, read it, there's it was, like hundreds of hauntings that they have written down. Who's who's the exec? Like who's in charge of all that? Their nephew, their brother-in-law or son-in-law, the one who did the show here. No, um, probably the dude that has the the Annabelle doll. What's his name? The son or the daughter would have to be like the it's ones the in son, charge of the. The son-in-law was the assistant of Lorraine. After Ed passed away. He's the one who did that show on Netflix that was here at the Lumber Baron. But it, well, he took the Annabelle doll to Zach Baggins Museum. And Zach was trying to buy it off of him and he wouldn't sell it. Good. Don't. That's That thing is priceless. priceless dog. <laughs> Why would you sell that? Did you know that a lot of the stuff that's in his museum he doesn't own? It's con- like consi- on consignment. Yeah. It's like leased out. Yeah. I've learned a lot about it. But... What do you guys think about this? I was thinking about this the other day. Since we're kind of changing the way we do things, like our episodes, and we're we're getting a little more, uh, not professional, because we've always been professional, a little more intense about things. Do you think we need to make a video now and reintroduce ourselves? Like the first one we made, do like a reintroduction and maybe go through the studio and like give a, a story behind all the stuff that's in here? Not so much the paintings, but... To give our fans more of a Yeah, because when we were doing the... I was watching the video and when we were doing the the thing, you have the dolls in the background and they they have no idea why we have the Madeline doll. Yeah. Like, we should go through and that should be one episode where we go through the story of how we got everything. Like, the stereo up there, the, the skull. I mean, that's mine. I brought that from my house. But, like, some of the stuff that's in here, we need to do an explanation and... Like, kind of reintroduce ourselves to the people that haven't been fans of us for a long time. Think that'd be a good idea. Yeah, and and like to show the artifacts that we have. Yeah, like like the the microphone stand, the microphone. Give the story behind that. I gotta take a piss. <laughs> so I don't know, but thanks for listening. Uh, check out our newest episode, uh, Bobby Mackey's investigation, out on YouTube, Paraflix. And you'll see clips of it on uh, TikTok. Not not Paraflex quite yet. We're still oh, waiting no, on not a- approval. Their okay. approval. Okay, and then we have uh, if you join our social medias. We have these clips called Daily Dose of the Dead. Take something that's from our past and uh, reintroduce it to the. It gives the you world. that that moment of of awesomeness throughout your day. It's like wearing like net sacks of loafers. Like putting your feet in soft ass loafers that are made out of nut sacks. Dude, you would fall. They would just like slide on stuff. You'd be all squishy and soft. It's gross. And hairy. Give you good back support. Then you shave them and they're they're bristly. <laughs> <laughs> Much love to the ghost world. Stay paranormal. Wear them loafers. Praise God. Them nut loafers. So first of all.